Hey guys, welcome to Our Kind of Homesteading. We're your hosts, Sherry. And Shauna. And we're literally sharing a microphone today. So we're, we're so <laughs> close to each other. Super cozy. It's uh, fine. We love each other. It's fine. <laughs> we're having some sound difficulties, so we had to go down to one mic, but it's fine. We got this. And since we love each other so much, we thought it would be fun. Um, okay, so today we're talking about garden pests. So you guys probably have your gardens going you're probably dealing with some type of pest in your garden, so we're going to go over some of the common ones and hopefully help you guys out a little bit because I know I'm dealing with some, Sherry's been dealing with some, we've had friends dealing with some, so we're like, you know what we should talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Those damn garden pests. So annoying, and they they can literally wipe out, last year I had them wipe out most of my tomatoes. Do you remember that? Yeah. And my tomatoes got, they were so big and so they were so healthy, yeah. thriving, and then all of a sudden... They were hit with those damn, whatever the heck they're called. What are they called? The hornworms? Yes, the hornworms. And they just blend in so well. And no matter how many I picked off, there always was some left over. It was absolutely ridiculous. So we're talking about it. Yeah. So first we want to talk about preventative because preventative is huge. And a lot of people um, kind of, it's not that they miss the step. It's just that you don't really think about it until it's happening and you there's like you know bugs all over your plants and then you're like well shit so um <laughs> so the to prevent them is i think the 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 main thing is to attract birds to your garden so put out those bird feeders put um some bird baths so i struggle with this because i also have cats that like to hunt little birdies hunt down. the birds and yeah. so i i try i hang up um i have like hanging bird baths instead of like the low lying the ones like on the ground and then um you know and i don't have too many bird feeders but we still have like you want to st- attract those like stellar jays and stuff like that into your garden because they'll grab those worms they'll eat those bugs that are are bothering your plants so they really really do help a lot um and they are beneficial. It's same with wasps. So, uh, so many people will they'll see a wasp and they'll get that spray out that they got from their you know Home Depot or whatever, and they'll spray the shit out of their the wasp nest, and they don't understand that the wasps are beneficial for your garden. <laughs> and so, yeah, if you see them, and I have them actually all over my garden, especially when I'm watering, they come in, they need, they want to drink the water, and so I never chase them away, and I never ever do anything, and I don't ever use sprays or anything, but I understand that they're you know hopefully helping me out a bit and eating any of those nasty little bugs that are attacking my my vegetable plants yeah there's and there's so not all wasps are beneficial for your garden like there's different types of wasps so not you don't have to like read up on wasps just I would just leave them alone if you see them there I don't I know like sometimes if you like for yellow jackets those are the ones that come out of the ground and that will like attack you and stuff like that but wasps pretty much leave you alone unless you really are irritating them so um just you know leave them alone don't worry about it they they will um and what happens that there's a specific type of wasp that lays their eggs on the the hornworms on your tomato plants and so you'll see a worm and it'll have like these little white eggs all over its back and people will think that those are the eggs of the worm and they'll kill it and you're really harming yourself because by killing it you're killing those eggs and what happens is those are the wasp eggs they'll hatch they'll eat the worm so the, yeah, <laughs> so the worm will die, so you don't have to kill but it. Good, it, yes, gross, but, it, but good. But it, it feeds off of the worm, and then it's sending out all those other beneficial wasps into your garden. So if you see a hornworm with little white eggs on it, don't kill it. I mean, unless you are trying to, like, save it from certain death of, like, you know, being eaten slowly, which... <laughs> 
I suppose could be nice of you. Could be nice. But we hate those hornworms. So yeah. I don't know. I just leave the wasp alone. Um, the other thing that um, that's a really easy preventative is, I don't know if you guys ever seen it uh, if you're like on like home setting sites or anything like that but like cardboard collars around your seedlings and I know it's a little late past seedling time and transplanting and stuff like that but if you are transplanting any more seedlings just put a little cardboard collar around the base of the plant and that protects them from those cutworms because the cutworms can completely demolish a seedling in no time and like you'll think that it's like a gopher or something else and they'll just completely cut it right off so um hence their name so um <laughs> so those cardboard collars prevent them and it's like literally like a piece of like you know I'm not good with like when I say like two inches I don't even know if that's accurate because I like suck at measurements but in my head it's two inches maybe like three inches like this but how big is this yeah that's about okay uh, so like, like two to three inches two like to three radius. inches yeah yes. and then all the way around obviously and then you just put some duct tape on the end of it it's like literally like the cheapest thing you could do so you're welcome um especially right after transplanting and and right after transplanting your um seedlings are at they're at their weakest state so that's when they will usually be like attacked and stuff like that um by these things and you have a hard time of them getting started and they usually get like a later start because you didn't take these preventatives beforehand so um you want to make sure that they're in the best soil possible if you need to test your soil you can send that out um, there's also like test kits that you can purchase at like your nursery, your local nursery or whatever, that you can test your own soil um, and then uh, and amend it accordingly because that good soil is going to help your plants really take off. Um, so, you know, right. make sure that your plants are going into good soil. Um, the other preventative thing um, that you can do is um, plant covers and I don't know if you guys have seen them. They're pretty easy. Obviously, you can't do them when your plants are huge, but when your plants are small um, and if you have low-lying plants like more of your um, like pumpkins and things that crawl along the ground, you can just cover them with like a mesh. What's the like word? Yeah, mesh fabric. And then they're completely covered like the whole box that you have them in or row or whatever is covered. And that keeps a lot of pests off of them. It really, really works really well. Um, besides like things like getting like trapped in there you really don't have to worry about too many things getting to them it's like surprising how well it works so you can look into that and there's different easy ways and diy hacks and stuff like that you can you can look up um but yeah so i think i went over all of my prevent do you have any preventatives oh the the so diatomaceous earth oh, yeah. it's spelled crazy we call it de for short um, you can get it in like a huge bulk bag from like a feed store or I believe even just Home Depot, Lowe's, anything. It is very effective, but you have to consistently place it down. It's like this white powdery stuff and bugs, you know, they can't get past it. I, it's actually fossilized like aquatic organisms. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah. That's and, amazing. And it, they're really sharp, and so the bugs, like, continuously get cut up by it and basically die slowly. It's quite horrible. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And very, very awful. Yeah. All at the same time. You're welcome. <laughs> slowly cut up to death. Nice. Okay. <laughs> that's what it does. Is that weird? I, that's weird. You I did not know, know that? that. Yeah. Well, okay. Might want to not breathe that in, too. You know, too much <laughs> of it, I guess, right? Yeah, I try not to breathe mine in. So... Or I have a mask. I... So I have all, I have garden beds in my garden. And so what I do with the diatomaceous earth is I will sprinkle it in a very 
thick line all around the inside, you know, of the of the garden bed, the the uh, perimeter. Sorry, blinking on that word. All around all the, the inside perimeter. Words are hard. <laughs> inside perimeter of the garden, and then I also will sprinkle it around the base of each plant, and then I'm kind of like hopefully not allowing any bugs in. My eggplants are still being attacked. They're, they're kind of coming back right now. But my eggplant, those, I don't know, it's the, uh, what do you call them? Japanese beetle? Japanese beetle. I think that's what's attacking them. And because, it, because it's only the eggplant. I have the peppers near it. The peppers are fine. It's very, very strange. Anyways. Yeah, a certain, certain bugs like certain plants. So if you can figure out what kind of bug is attacking your plant, then you have a better chance of, of preventing that bug or, you know, using whatever you need, the DE, the diatomaceous earth or neem oil or what have you. Right, right. And then, so the diatomaceous earth works very well. Unfortunately, the second you put, you water your plants, you then have to spread more diatomaceous earth. So I water by hand. So I have to, every single time I water, I replace the diatomaceous earth around the base of each plant. I don't replace the perimeter of the box. I do that every probably like five days. But every day I have to replace the diatomaceous earth after I'm done watering. Shauna, on the other hand, her garden is on a drip system. So she does not have to replace the diatomaceous earth because the water doesn't affect it because it's just slowly just dripping. And so, you know, it's not affected. But yeah, once the diatomaceous earth washes away, basically, you know, it's not going to help you anymore. Um... The other one is neem oil. Mm-hmm. Very effective, but I just have had a friend today. Hey, Amy. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> we love you. So we, I'm our, my friend, our friend, sorry, my friend. She's fine. <laughs> so our friend was telling us today that she accidentally burned her pumpkin plants using too much neem oil. Neem oil is, again, very effective, but... You have to be certain that the ratio of the neem oil and water are correct. Correct, And they, I believe it's two tablespoons to one gallon of water. And if you do any more, the ratio is off and it's heavy on the neem oil. What can happen is your plants actually will burn. And they'll come back, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure, Amy, I'm sure your pumpkin plants are going to be fine. But, you know, just a tip. And what they actually suggest with... The, when you're using anything that you're spraying on your plant, even something that you're making at home. And I know sometimes it's like you're just trying to save your plant, so you just want to get on, spray on whatever you can, like, as quickly as possible. <laughs> that but, is totally how yeah. I feel sometimes. What can I put together right. to put in a spray bottle and spray my plants? But um, most, like, you know, of your expert gardeners and people that have been around forever, they will suggest that you spray a little bit on one leaf of one plant to see how the plant reacts to it. So then you will know like, oh, this is too strong or for this plant, it's just not going to work. So regardless, even if it, you're going by the right measurements, um, sometimes it is just too much for that plant. So you have to... Oh, that's so, a really good tip. Yeah, it's just kind of like, you know, when you do your hair and they're like, you should test a strand with, I don't know if anybody of you are hair people, but like, you know, you test a strand before you apply this whole product all over to your hair to see how it's going to, you know, affect it. <laughs> do right? you want to screw up one strand of hair or your right. whole head? Right, Um. So, uh, yeah. What else are we talking about? Oh, so um, the neem oil... What Sherry was just talking about, sorry, works really well for aphids. And that is, I think, a huge pest problem that a lot of people have beyond the hornworms are right. aphids. Yes. And aphids attack 
everything from your, you know, a lot, they love like your broccoli and your kale, um, your pumpkins, Pumpkin, like, yeah. it, you know, they, they love so many things that, and once they're there, it just seems like they're just, well, cause they multiply very, very quickly. There's so many yes, of them. Yes. And so the one really great thing that you can do that's completely organic is just buy ladybugs. Well, I don't know. So we bought ladybugs and dumped like, it said it was a 500 thing of ladybugs in here. You're looking at this little plastic bin of ladybugs. You're like, how the heck is 500 in here? I don't know. Maybe they're lying. Maybe they're not. Maybe I just can't count. But it was a lot of ladybugs and we sprinkled them when we should have. It's like, you know, very late at night or very early in the morning. Not late at night, but evening. And, you know, it seemed, the ladybugs seemed to put a dent in the aphids because my, uh, the what do you call them eggplants kind of came back but now they're not doing good again it's just yeah. so i feel like they you would have to honestly do that probably doing it. Mm-hmm. like once a month like yeah, honestly absolutely so um so ladybugs are a really good natural way to do it if you're using the neem oil so the neem oil it says that it doesn't affect like your ladybugs and your bees and stuff like that but then it also says that you shouldn't put the neem oil on the at like during the day, you should put it in the evening after all the honeybees have gone to bed. So I don't know if it does <laughs> affect them or not. Like it doesn't affect them, but yeah, I wait would, till they go to bed. I definitely wait till they go to bed. I wouldn't like spray it on a honeybee or like any beneficial bugs like directly. So, um, but the neem oil, um, there's for aphids, you can use um, one tablespoon of neem oil, a third of a tablespoon of like liquid dish soap to five cups of water. And you're um, in a spray bottle. So that's like different. That's just one recipe that I have found that works. Um, and that you spray like once a week. So every like seven days, you would spray that all over and make sure you get the underside of the plants. You need to wear gloves. You don't want to have contact with the neem oil on your skin. You don't want it to like absorb into your skin. So it obviously isn't great. <laughs> so I, I try not to use <laughs> neem oil unless like my plants are like um this year my cayenne peppers are really suffering so i did use the neem oil and the de around my peppers um another thing for aphids if you want to stay away from neem oil you can do a tablespoon of the castile soap um one tablespoon of white vinegar to a gallon of water and then but you have to spray that a lot more frequently so it'd be every two to three days to spray that um so different things that you guys can try hopefully something works for you um, with, with aphids. So if you're having an aphid problem, Amy, there's some recipes for you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, for the tomato hornworms, so we talked about like preventing them, but if you already have them, you can do another mixture. It's liquid dish soap and water, and you just spray the mixture on the plant, um, and then you add some cayenne pepper. So apparently they don't like spicy food, so um, you can try that and just put the sprinkle the cayenne pepper all over your plants, the tomato plants. And then that is completely natural and you don't have to worry about using the neem oil. Um, and you know what else I heard is the same exact thing that would deter mice actually also deters insects. Is And you hit on it a little bit. The cayenne, It's a mixture of like cayenne pepper and cinnamon and all this other spicy stuff. Yeah, they don't they, they don't like spicy things. That's or why basically the, that, that's overly strong yeah, scent. Strong like scent. nothing small likes that because it, you have to th- imagine this itty bitty body. They they can't be bombarded by all those scents. So mm-hmm. mouse or insects, correct? So um and there's there's tons of things online, but I'm forgetting what it was. It was like besides cayenne pepper and cinnamon, I'm totally blanking on what it was. Uh cloves? Probably. 
And there was something else. There was a few things. I'm just totally blanking on it. Mm. So super helpful. Sorry. Basil? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think it was basil. Because you can plant like, um, you know, your, there's companion plants. Like, right. That we've touched on a little bit in the past that you can plant in your garden that deters um, a lot of things like your marigolds or the calendula. Um, um, really, uh, which, which bug doesn't like calendula? I'm blanking now. Aphids? I think it is aphids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you can plant those, but those definitely will take off and go crazy. So if you want to keep them in pots around your garden, or if you don't care and you just want to like rip them out, it's not like it's a blackberry bush where you're just like, you know, it's just a calendula plant. So I don't think that's that bad going crazy in your garden. No, I no. wouldn't. I wouldn't think so. No. So, but there's other things too. There's different mints and there's basil. So there's lots of different things that you can, um, um, plant to, to also prevent your you know, all these different bugs. So the other thing that I, I think a lot of people struggle with is gophers. Yeah. Um, and obviously all this is dependent upon where you live and what bugs you struggle with. So you really have to know your enemy before you go into battle, I think. Yes, definitely. And because knowing what, like Shauna said earlier, knowing what bug you're having the most difficulty with, that way you can, you know, focus in and really get a good recipe for that specific bug instead of just, you know, throwing anything at them, basically. Um, but the gophers, though, they're not a bug, but they still can be a garden pest. I don't kill things. <laughs> so I have a hard... Besides bugs in your garden? Yeah, I, 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 like, even feel bad with, like, the DE, like, knowing that's, like, cutting them, their poor little selves up. Like, it, this year has been, like, the year of the earwig, though, for me. Like, I feel like every year it's, like, something, you know, where yeah, you deal with something right, in your one garden. Thing, right, And, like, right. earwigs, and they are considered beneficial because they'll eat some of your, the bad bugs, but they will also, like, if there's enough of them, they'll, like, decimate your garden. And I feel like I shouldn't have as many because, like, my chicken's free range. Like, what are you guys doing all day? Like, am I feeding you too much? <laughs> You're slacking off. That's what they're like, doing. Like, it's crazy to me. Like, yeah. what what the freak is happening? So I have so many earwigs. I have done – so a lot of the things is, like, go around and, like, pick, make sure they don't have hiding spots because earwigs, like, they hide under – freaking anything right like a pile of sticks or that in a shoe in a sh- like they're just yeah. under things Literally like pots everywhere. and stuff like that you have to like move your pots around in your garden make sure that they're not in there i even put leon one of my um favorite roosters he i put him in the garden just to like get all the earwigs and because i was like they're are just they're just so they're crazy and they're like not even just in my garden they're literally everywhere remember when i was at your house for the day and you opened up the your front door and they were like all over your front door and all over your step right there that was so weird like just climbing up your door like we want in let us in (laughs) it was like one of those like creepy like movies you'd see around (laughs) halloween you know they open up the door all these bugs like crawl in and like i'm like used to it they'll like fall on my head i'll like shake them off ew oh my god like happens on a daily basis they don't really I, do anything. I don't. I know. I don't like them. They're creepy. They look creepy. I don't like them. Oh, today I moved. Um, it was just today. I moved our. I have like a goat chow, like bucket with like a lid. You know. Yeah. Whatever. Good job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> with a lid. <laughs> and um, I moved it to put more goat chow in it, and you should have seen the amount of pincher bugs. And oh my god! Did your chickens come over and eat them? No. What the heck? What are your chickens doing? I don't know. They just, like, I was, like, trying to call them over. I'm like, here, chick, 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 here, 
tick, 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 and trying to like make the noises and stuff. I like even had to like go grab one and like brought one over and she just like ran back to the others. I was like, do you see all these? Please come eat them. Like there's, there she was, was like, no, they're terrifying. I'm scared of them too. There, there was just so many. And I was like, what the, and apparently they love goat chow. Didn't know that. They love everything. You know they what? Do. That's really funny that you say that because they have been inside of my goat chow. Not to that extent, but I open the goat chow and there's like five every freaking day. And I'm like, in, how did you get in this can? They get in everything. This can has a huge, like it's a metal trash yeah. can essentially. How did you climb under the slit? It's bizarre and weird. It is and bizarre. And I hate and them. Weird. They're just, oh God, they're so gross. No, no, no. So they can put a lot of holes in your plants, but the, the DE... And it seems to be working, but like I put the D around a plant the other day and then I saw one like wiggle out from under the ground and he had it all over him and I felt like a horrible person. I was like, I'm going to hell. <laughs> yes, straight to hell with you. How dare you try to protect your garden? I just like, I know it's like gardens are a lot of work and so you don't want them to be eaten by like pests. I don't mind sharing a little bit. I just feel like they go overboard. Like, they go. You're taking too much, Mr. <laughs> Pincherbug, okay? Like, like we're you supposed need to be, to be sharing. realistic about this. Look at your size. <laughs> Look at the size of my family. We're humans. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're ridiculous. Just... I don't mind sharing. I don't. You're very adorable. I don't and mind ridiculous. sharing. So, back to gophers. Um,. What was I talking about? Oh, so gophers are a problem at my house as well. I don't kill things. My husband's like, we can just put a hose in their holes and we flood them out. And I'm like, and then what? We'll have all these wet gophers above the ground. <laughs> that your your cats I'm not going to like kill. I'm not going to be like shooting dogs. them. And I'm not going to let anybody else shoot them. Like, you know, what are we going to do with them? Like, and he's like, we can trap them and move them. And I'm just like, I, okay, that just seems ridiculous. But, um... And I'd feel bad if they had, like, babies in there. I know. Babies that would definitely awful. drown. That, that part, that, okay, that is awful. I'm not about pincher bugs, but gophers, I would never, like, hurt that. No, no, no. Oh, so I'm a pincher bug just because it's not a mammal? It's, they gross me out. I'm sorry. You're mean. You're mean. Um, so, uh, anyway, so gophers. <laughs> so next year, I've completely, like, broken down because I just, I plant, like, in rows because we have the space. I'm able to just plant in rows in the ground. But I'm like, okay, we have to do boxes next year with, like, the wire, the mesh on the bottom. Right, right. And make them pretty tall so their roots, even if they did go through, they wouldn't go through enough to where if the gophers did eat some of the roots, it wouldn't kill the plant. Because they've killed probably three tomatoes, all of my pumpkins this year. And I'm just like, last year they took a lot of the pumpkins, but they didn't take anything else. But I'm just kind of, like, over it. Again, I don't mind sharing I don't even mind planting. I'll plant some stuff outside of my garden out of the boxes for them for the summer. I'll be like, this is for you. I planted they, these this specifically. Is for you. Specifically for all you gophers. gophers. Do you put signs up? Yeah. Like I mean, Gophers eat here for free. <laughs> Gopher buffet 24-7. <laughs> um, oh, the other thing I wanted to mention, because like, Sherry was saying how she hates earwigs. Ew, even the, In the name. name. I know, the Ew, name is gross. Stop. Pincher bug is better. Yeah, um, I'm pincher bugs, and now the legend thinks that they pinch. So he found one in his shoe. He's like, he's like, Mom, there's a bug in my shoe. And I'm like in the shower. And I'm like, I look out. And I'm like, oh, it's just a pincher bug. It's fine. He's like, it's going to pinch me. No, that's a name because I don't, I refuse to say earwig. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> and worse. Because then you'll be like, it goes in my ear and it lays babies. <laughs> and they like, crawl out and they with... eat my brain. <laughs> um, who came up with these names? Like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> we demand to know. Leave your name in the comments below. Um... I was also going to say, so most people are scared of spiders. Okay? This is a fact. I don't have a problem with spiders. I'm not, like, 
Like if some if one surprises me and is like crawling up my arm really fast, like I'm going to be like, Ugh. you know, like you get the heebie-jeebies. But I'm not like I don't have like a phobia at all. And I know a lot of people do. So I know this is going to be hard for you. But just hear me out. <laughs> you're like setting them up. Yeah, I know this is going to be hard for you. So your spiders are so beneficial for your garden. If you see a spider on your plant, it's helping you. You don't want to kill it. You don't want to get it off and then stomp it to death into the ground. Leave it alone. It is getting all those bugs for you. If you see a spider in your house, you should take it to your garden. Here you go, spider. Live here. You have a buffet. It's great. Like jumping spiders are my favorite type of spider. They're adorable. I have love, you seen them? I love, I love them. how when you like put your finger near them and they turn around. I know. Fast. And they like they jump at your at finger. You. And oh, they're, God. they're always so like offended. I'm like, it's very, very, I, very I cute. freaking love, like I love jumping spiders. Whenever I see one, I, I get like giddy. I'm like so excited. I follow this one, like a, this is off topic, but Facebook <laughs> person and he like breeds like jumping spiders and they're so pretty. Oh, you he or me. she. Did yeah, I show you? Yeah, I don't yeah. even know if it's a male or female. Anyways, but. I, I just love watching their videos because they're just so freaking cute. And they just look, they're like, they have such personalities. Some people that are afraid of spiders probably grossed out. But I'm telling you, there's lots of spiders. There's different ones. Even those huge wolf spiders. So, okay, again, depending on where you live. I know if you're like, you're listening from Australia. Hello, how are you? You probably are like, <laughs> shut the F up. We have so many poisonous spiders that want to kill us. We like, do have, I believe, 13 people listening from Australia. Okay, so, hello. hello. So, yeah, so, um, and we get you. We feel you, you know. Like, it's fine. I'm not, I'm not talking to you specifically. If you have, <laughs> if you see a poisonous spider and you're f- actually fearing for your life, then, you know, you do what you will. I still don't kill. We have um, black widows where we live, and we have a brown recluse. Well, that's kind of like people say that we do, and some people say that we absolutely don't, but whatever. So, but the brown recluse is reclusive, so it likes to hide. So we don't really worry about them too much. Unless you're sticking your hand down a dark hole, you really don't have to worry about it. And even with the black widows, they like dark little holes. They're really not going to hurt, like they're not going to come out. They don't like, um, you know, run after you and attack you. So we don't really have a problem. Where we, where <laughs> we live. Which would be terrifying. <laughs> I, 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 if I see a black widow, I, I don't kill them or, or brown recluse. I just leave them be because I know where they are. And I'm like, okay, hello, spider. Like, you do you. I'll usually, if we, if I find a black widow, I'll definitely, I will move it to a place where I know it's she or he is not going to come into contact with, like, anyone. Like, my kids, you know what I mean? Like, I'll, I move them. But I'm not going to be like, I'm going to stomp you into the ground. Or I'm going to spray this gigantic hose at you. I mean, well, a lot- I mean, I, I, mean I, I appreciate spiders. I'm not, I don't love them like you love them. I think jumping spiders are adorable. But I also realistically know that logically spiders play a huge very very important part in our ecosystem as far as taking care of bugs and if we didn't have as many spiders we would be overrun with disgusting earwigs (laughs) and i would hate it so i appreciate spiders for their role they play and shauna is correct the in the garden i mean if you if you see a spider you leave him be because he is going to take care of tons of pests for you, bugs that are going to completely demolish your plants if, they, if they're if they allowed to. And if you do see a spider in your house, catch it and take it to your garden and let him go there. I think knowing your beneficial bugs is, is huge. Um, you know, and, and when, you ha- when you see those beneficial bugs, you're like, you know, obviously you leave them be. You don't like spray them down with the neem oil and watch them die slowly. Like... <laughs> You know, like the um, other thing are the praying mantis. They eat so many bugs, especially they're they're young. The babies, right when they hatch from the eggs, 
they are like ravenous and they'll eat everything in your garden. And um, you can buy actually praying mantis eggs uh, like online and like put them in your garden and then they'll hatch out and they'll eat a ton of things. I think praying mantises are also adorable. I kind of love bugs, people. I, I, I do. No, I she's bugs. a bug person. Okay. I have, I was in the garden, <laughs> speaking of praying mantises, and I'm in there and I... You know that huge, viney, white flowering plant I have near the, uh, what, anyways, whatever. Anyways, I'm over there. New ones. I don't don't know what you're talking about. Okay. (laughs) There's a water in the garden, and I'm in there, and this was last year, and I I brush up against the plant, and then I, you know, I'm standing there, and I kind of still feel something, and so I go to, like, wipe it off, and then, like, I still feel feel it, and then I know. Your brain, like, makes the connection. That ain't no plant. (laughs) And so immediately, like, I look over at my arm, and there's, like, praying mantis, and he's, like, freaking on my shoulder like some weird parrot, like, staring at me <laughs> with his weird little, like, freaking triangular head, little oh, eyes. No, he's so Don't cute. get me wrong. They're adorable, and they're I love adorable. them. And they're, they're, they're adorable. And I know they're very, very beneficial, mm-hmm. and I do like them. And they won't hurt you. You can hold them. They bite. I know, but you can hold them. But you shouldn't because they bite. I hold them. Okay, stop. <laughs> You have a problem. They will bite you. They most certainly will bite. Oh, do you want to hear a crazy praying mantis story? Speaking of not biting. um, Okay, so we, on our property, when we first moved there, we were like walking. Ew, I remember this. Are you telling that? Yeah. Okay, we're walking around and this, we we were like, what are we looking at? Because it took us a second, but there's a praying mantis and it had caught a lizard, like a blue-bellied lizard. They're pretty big. And the praying mantis was pretty huge too. Like I was like, damn. But um, he caught and it had already had eaten its head. But okay, it was that, like holding it, and like it was crazy. I cannot get over that because like you. We don't... have a picture to prove it. We're gonna post that picture. We should. That's a good idea. And it'll be on our blog. So check that out because it is the weirdest thing to think of an insect hunting down a reptile. Like what? That's insane. And I know they obviously have the capabilities. She was hungry. She was. <laughs> she's hungry. That is just, it's crazy to me. And so kind of slightly creepy. Very glad they're that size, not any larger. Maybe they'd hunt down our dogs. Little, maybe, little Frodo yeah, would maybe. care for his life. <laughs> run, Frodo, run. <laughs> yeah. They, um,. But they are cool. You can get them. You shouldn't be scared of them. Sherry's a weirdo. You I'm can, not scared. You can hold them. I didn't say, don't hold them. They bite. They don't Shana bite. Shauna is psychotic. If they can Anything eat a lizard. Anything with teeth can bite. It doesn't mean it's going to. What are you referring to? A dog? I'm You're domesticated. To, no, I'm referring to everything. Literally every, You can hold a spider. It's not going to just bite you. I'm just saying it's probably the best practice to go and just pick up a praying mantis. Well, they're adorable, and you should. <laughs> they're slightly creepy. They are adorable, and I do. They are and like great. how they move and stuff. It's amazing. Um, I love the babies. I know. Like, oh and then when they hatch gosh, out the eggs, it looks super so cool. Tiny. I like love like the videos of them hatching out their eggs because there's like so many. It's like a string of little baby praying mantises. It's adorable. Um, anyways, so back to gophers. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, so gophers, they're, unless you are doing something, there are, like, gopher deterrents um, that you can, like, put in the ground. And my, my husband purchased one, actually, at the um, hardware store the, 
the other day when he was there and he brought it home and he's like look I got this I thought it was cool it doesn't is there's no poison involved like it just keeps you keep moving them away from like their home basically by putting this stuff in the ground but I still was like like reading the and the label on the back it was just like ethyl methyl bad shit like I couldn't pronounce anything so I was like I was still like I'm not really comfortable putting this like where our vegetables are growing so it's totally like up to you and like how big of a problem you're having or whatever but um I I was like no like we're just gonna leave it for the year um the other thing that I that worked last year for me but it only works like you you would have to go through so much peppermint oil is dipping a cotton ball in peppermint oil and you put it down their hole like of the gopher hole and it makes them not want to come up that way they don't like the strong smell kind of like what Sherry was talking about earlier like the mice and stuff right they just they have their tiny itty bitty bodies can't handle all those strong aromas mm-hmm. and they smell really really well that's like right. what they do right and so um putting like dipping a cotton ball in like peppermint oil um and then leaving it there I actually was like planning on making a bunch of peppermint oil for like the season so I could like do that and just putting it in the holes that are around the plants and then I hopefully they wouldn't come near those plants or you can even dig it into the ground you know around like the base of your plants again you'd go through a lot because you'd have to replace it like every couple days so that seems like a lot of ton of work I think honestly the best bet with gophers is just to get either you can you know garden with containers or you garden with boxes that have the mesh wire on the bottom that's just honestly your best and are bet. tall enough boxes yeah tall enough exactly to where the roots don't go down into the ground to that extent right and even if like you said earlier even if the gophers did get a little bit of the root at the very bottom it's not gonna completely devastate your plant right so um obviously like we you, we've mentioned before we're vegan vegetarian fake vegan vegetarian homesteaders so we try to do everything how we just live we try to do everything as kindly as possible um you know the diatomaceous earth is kind of brutal but um <laughs> <laughs> well we are talking about bugs though so. i know not, no offense to them but but here, here's the thing i'm not going to like i'm sorry i'm going to use the diatomaceous earth it works and i put a lot of effort into my garden and i don't know how else to get them to go away you know it's you just can like, ask them nicely post signs <laughs> please sir don't eat my veggies <laughs> I don't think it's going to work. You could try it. Um, so, yeah. So, we talked about preventatives. I think it's, like, the, your best bet. Getting those, like, birds and those natural predators for those bugs um, into your garden is is probably where you want to go if you're an organic gardener. Um, trying to stay away from, like, the really harsh sprays like the neem oil. Go with – try to do the the liquid soap, um, the cayenne pepper, and those things that we talked about. I would do that first, but – the first and foremost you need to know what you're battling so if you don't know the type of bug that is destroying your plants you need to figure it out um so sometimes you even have to go out at night with a flashlight and look on your plants because they'll be the night crawlers that are you know moving around eating your plants and you don't even realize it because you're not out there at night so take a flashlight go out at night if you don't see anything on your plants during the day you're like okay my plant has so many holes in it i don't know what's eating it i'm out here you know all the time i'm looking under the leaves there's nothing there. Okay, well, then go out at night on, with a flashlight and you'll probably see earwigs. <laughs> <laughs> Damn earwigs. Um, Freaking everywhere. Yeah. So, and aphids. I feel like with with my garden, it's it's the aphids and the earwigs, I feel like. And honestly, those, what did you call them? The Japanese, Japanese beetles? Japanese beetles. I feel like this is my first year with those. The, the spray works really well for the Japanese beetles, the mixture of which, like the liquid soap. spray? The liquid soap, uh, dish soap, and like mm-hmm. water doing um, something like that where you spray on your leaves 
like every couple days. Again, your the mixture is going to be different for each person's plants depending on like everything. So try like a couple tablespoons and then, you know, in some water and mix it up, put it in a spray bottle and then spray it on one leaf. If your leaf looks worse the next day, don't add some more water and then try another one. So it's kind of like a long process. So you really need to catch it ahead of time. If you see, notice anything where your plants are like, something's eating my plants, don't let it go. Um, don't just be like, it'll be fine. Oh, the other thing I, I almost forgot to talk about and we're getting running out of time, but um, grasshoppers, those little buggers are will decimate your garden. And if you have a couple, um, you're gonna have more next year. If you see some in your garden and, you know, you hear the story about like locusts and stuff like that, they will come into your garden and they will eat everything. I, I, I forgot how much they can, like one grasshopper can eat, but it's like insane how many, like they'll take out, like one grasshopper can take out so many plants. So oh, it's crazy. it's really, yeah, they can be really devastating. So if you, um, the best thing for grasshoppers, there's not really any, um, cause they're bigger. They don't really get affected by a lot of the other, like this the dish soap and stuff i'd say chickens is is birds you're right you're right it's yeah. is the birds so you need to bring in those those birds um the stellar jays again they love eating grasshoppers so if you can bring in those birds to your garden your it will probably do a lot better and birds will come you know you hang up some bird feeders have bird baths have you know you can attract hummingbirds as well not that they will do anything but i i you know if you have hummingbirds, you're going to have other birds, I feel. So anyways, hang up hummingbird feeders. You hang up the, your actual seed feeders for your normal birds. And then hang up, you know, waters or have some, you know, bird baths on the ground. And they will come, especially during the summertime when their food sources are scarce. You know, they're going to be attracted to all that seed. You know what um, the Stellar Jays love, too, is dog food. Oh, and that's easy. Yeah. Kibble. Yeah, so if you Sprinkle have kibble it. laying around and you can put some up, like, on a high post, um... I will put like some cat food or dog food out for my crows occasionally and I will whistle for them to know that I put some food out for them. Well, the Stellar Jays all know the whistle more oh than the crow. Oh my gosh, cro- hilarious. They, cr- they've learned. They've learned oh so gosh. quickly in that That's when I- That's adorable by the way. I, when I whistle, they come down. And so, but where ha- I had put the post is further away from my garden, you know, it's oh, out. Oh, shoot. And so well, now. Tr- you should put them on like, yeah, put on I'm going to start moving you? it into That's the garden. Awesome. Because I, st- I still have stellar days in my garden. It's not that far away, but right, I, right. I'm going to start moving them into the garden because, you know, again, I can put it, I put it on a higher post because again, I do have cats, but um, yeah, they know, they know. So they, they learn quite quickly. Yeah. So birds can... are highly intelligent, especially, you know, the larger the bird um, well, I don't know. We have two Connors that are very tiny and very, very intelligent. But yeah, so birds are smart and they'll notice your food up and they're going to come, they're going to stay, and they're going to take care of most of those pests. And like Shauna said, you battle these bugs. The best way is just through organic processes, organic meaning nature, and birds eat bugs. So, you know, use those spiders. Spiders eat bugs. So use those to your advantage. Absolutely. But um, yeah. So if you guys have any questions or you want us to talk about anything in particular, if you have some kind of, again, like we're talking about what we have around here. Obviously, you guys are calling from all over the place, or not calling, sorry, uh, listening from all over the place. So if you guys have anything specific that you want us to touch on, please um, comment, let us know. Um, You can can look, check out our blog, ourkindofhomesetting.com. You can check it out on us on Instagram, Facebook, and we're on Twitter. Yes, we are. Yay. We're all hip like that. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I think that's all for today. 
And uh, I guess we'll talk to you guys all next time. Yes. Happy homesteading, everyone. Goodbye.